Good morning, everyone. Today is the 17th of March, 2022. And we thank God for the gift of life. That we are all here gathered together. It's by the grace of God and not by our power, not by anything we did, <laughs> we didn't do. It's God's desire, His will. And um, it's it's His will. It's His will that we are alive. If He didn't want Chiazo to be here this morning, Chiazo will not be here leading in worship. Leading us in worship, she won't be here. If He didn't want me to be here, I won't be here speaking to you. So it's all His will, His desire, and for His glory. So we thank God for the gift of life. I have a very brief um, message to share with you all. And the message is, let me get it so I can read it out. Um, it's from the um, it's from the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 10, right? I think it's Proverbs chapter 10. Yeah, it's Proverbs chapter 10, verse um, 5, Proverbs 10, verse 5. That's where the word is coming from. Proverbs 10, verse 5. And the title of the sermon is from that scripture in Proverbs 10, verse 5. The title of the sermon is Make Hay While the Sun Shines. Make Hay While the Sun Shines. But before we look at Proverbs 5, very quickly because to Psalms 31, 39, Psalm 39. I know we've studied this scripture before, but she can never have enough of the word of God. You it, it just keeps giving. It just keeps giving. It's like a well that never runs from you. Keep drinking and you keep drinking and you keep drinking. Every time you come to the well, there's something to take. There's something to satisfy your thirst. So you can never get you can never over over consume the word of God. You always need to hear it. You always need to study God's word. You always need to meditate on the word. Every time you look into the word, something is given to you. So never get tired of God's word, please. So open your Bibles to Psalm 39. Psalm 39. Psalm 39. I'll be reading verse 4. It's a scripture that is a reminder of how short life is. Psalm 39 verse 4, she found. I'm reading the NLT translation. The Bible says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life long, no longer than the weight of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Now, what does this mean? It's a very humbling reminder of how short life is. So this prayer is a Psalm of David. This prayer is a prayer to, you're praying it to God to remind you of how short life is. And truly, life is quite short. Life is quite short. This scripture says that my, my entire lifetime is just a moment to you. 
Can you imagine? He didn't say that my entire lifetime is a year to you. It's a moment to you. So that's why whenever we're in a hurry, the way time is measured in, in eternity, it's not how it's measured here on earth. So when God tells us to trust him, there's a reason why. You are calculating minutes, hours, seconds. You're calculating that. You have your calendar. Man-made calendar. And God has times and seasons. That's how it's calculated. But because we calculate by times, seconds, hours, months, years, we start to doubt God. But that's not how it's calculated in eternity. He made the times and seasons. He measures it by times and seasons. So one season passes, the other season comes. If you want to calculate the life of Moses, and if if your patience based on the life of Moses is based on just the number of years he lived, you will be overwhelmed because you'll be thinking, how can someone wait 40 years before God calls the person? But you see, there was a season for the calling. There was a season for him being in Egypt. There was a season for the wilderness, the exile period. There was a season for him leaving the Israelites. And there was a season for him to leave the earth. Eternity considers seasons. We are the ones that consider seconds. So we often lose hope, lose faith, lose trust in God. Why? We're measuring our life by seconds. But this... This scripture says, my entire lifetime is just a moment to you. It's a moment to God. Oh, say, but it's a human being that wrote the scripture. But see, let me tell you, there is nothing in this scripture that God did not permit. If it's not permitted, it will not be here. It is, if it's not permitted, and it was also inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it matters. This, is, this should be a reminder to us. This entire scripture, that life is really short. Our time here on earth is not like our time, the time we're going to spend in eternity with the Father. So we need to be conscious of the decisions we make. I was supposed to send this to the group yesterday, and I was asking God for a sermon title for today, and I heard, send what you were supposed to send, preach about what you were supposed to send to the group yesterday. And this is it, that we should be very conscious of the decisions we make while we spend our time here on earth. Life is really, really short. Life is really, 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 really short. This scripture says, my entire lifetime is just a moment to you. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. Life is short. It's not short in a bad way. You are just assigned a time, time, timeline here. That's the beauty of life. It's not that it's short in a bad way that God wants to pepper you. He wants to show you that he's wicked. No, God is not wicked. God is just. Your time on earth is an assignment. When you understand that you are here for an assignment, and once you are done, you will go. Whether you are 29, 25, 35, 55, 75, 100. You will go once you're done. Jesus left at what age? Everybody has a timeline. Jesus came for it. We are very conscious of the assignment of Jesus. 
Nobody says, ah, oh, he went too soon. Nobody says that. Why? He fulfilled the assignment. When we are conscious of the fact that your being on earth is not just for you to be going to work every morning, call, wake up. That's not your earthly job is just a is a source of sustenance. It's a channel for sustenance. It's not your mission. You have an assignment. Don't forget that Jesus was raised in the house of a carpenter. For them to call his father a carpenter, that means his father had a profession. And it is possible that Jesus helped his dad. It's very possible. So when we say, okay, Jesus was a carpenter, maybe because his father was a carpenter, he grew up in the house of a carpenter. Of course, you're going to learn what your father is doing. Your father will teach you one way or the other. His profession was carpentry. But you see, there was an assignment and there was a time to start to do that assignment. All that 30 years he spent was preparation for the work he was going to do at 30. He was on earth for an assignment. You, Adiola, are on earth for an assignment. When you understand that, you understand that you have a timeline and there is a time to go back to the Father. Death would have a different look to you. You will see it in a different way. Because for you to go on to be with the Father, there has to be a transition. Even Jesus went through the transition. As man, he had to die. For you to transition to glory, there has to be a physical death on earth. Jesus had to die. That means we all have to die. There has to be a transition. Once you're done with your assignment, you go. When you understand that, you are more conscious of how you live your life. On knowing that you are here on an assignment. You're not just here to enjoy yourself and do whatever you want to do. Make careless decisions. No. You start being conscious of the decisions you make. Why? Someone sent you here. He knew you from your mother's womb. Your God sent you here. You could have not existed, Andrew. It's possible. But he left you here for a purpose. And that means he has an assignment for you. If you are careless about the decisions you make, how would you do what he has told you to do? We must be very conscious of the decisions we make every day. If you are not being led by the Spirit, there is a big possibility that you will never fulfill what you were sent to do. The Holy Spirit should guide you. It's the same Holy Spirit that, that, the, that the scripture tells us, led Jesus into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. That, by Satan, that means that it's the Holy Spirit that should lead us. If the Holy Spirit led Jesus and we are followers of Christ, the Holy Spirit must lead us. The Holy Spirit must lead us. The Holy Spirit must lead us. He said the second scripture, Oluchi, you are asking for the second scripture, is in Psalm 39, verse 5. Verse 4 to 5. The Holy Spirit must lead us, else you will never fulfill the assignment that the Lord has given you here on earth. Everyone was created for a purpose. Everyone has an assignment. You must be led by the Holy Spirit for, to fulfill what the Lord created you for. There is a kingdom agenda and that is populating heaven, leading souls to Christ, preaching the gospel 
making disciples of all nation, nations. Everything is aligned. But for instance, God can say, Adeline, I'm going to plant you in a place where you're going to fulfill that kingdom agenda. That is your assignment. The way Apostle Paul was sent to preach to the Gentiles. Peter focused on the Jews. Everything was aligned with the kingdom agenda. But they had their different positions. Everyone was given an assignment. We are all given an assignment. Don't get distracted. Because you have a job, a business, does not mean that that is the core of your life. That's not the core. God can easily take it away. That thing that is giving you shoulder pad, he can take it away and you'll be humble. Then you will see clearly. By that time, you will now wear your spiritual glasses and see clearly what he has sent you here to do. Every one of us has an assignment. And married people don't get comfortable that, oh, my wife is serving God, or my husband is serving God. He's doing it for the family. Who told you that one day you're going to stand before God and it is you that will give an account? You're not coming as a couple. No. What have you done for the kingdom? Now we can go to Proverbs chapter 10. I'm reading the message translation. It's funny how the message translation always gives us. Sometimes you, sometimes I fear this translation. <laughs> but it gives a different interpretation of this verse because I looked at it in different translations and it's not the same thing. It's quite different in the message trans, um, from the message translation, the other translations. But let's read the message translation. The message translation, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5, states, make hay while the sun shines that's smart go fishing during harvest that's stupid i'm going to repeat it make hay while the sun shines that's smart go fishing during harvest that's stupid there is a time for everything now that you have time you can't do what god has assigned you to do Many of us use our platforms. You, you know what is important to a person most times, especially people who are active online, from what they put up. A lot of people, their businesses are their gods. You can tell. Their idols, that's the only thing they think of. In the morning, they think of it. At night, they think of it. At, in the afternoon, that's all they are thinking of. That's all they market. You have put the blessing in a position of idolatry. That's all you worship. See, you worship, whatever you, you worship, you, you, you preach about. If your business is all your market, then your business is your God. It's the reason why you're alive. So when that business is faulty or is taken away from you, your faith starts to quiver. Why? That's what you were worshiping all along. It's your business or your job. It's not God. God was just a recreational activity, a hobby on the side. Every time I look at your social media account, that thing that dominates your timeline is what you worship. It's what you pay attention to and it's what you're evangelizing. Don't get distracted. We all have an assignment and we have a timeline. I'm not saying it's bad to market your business, no. It's not bad to market your trade. 
but don't let that take the forefront the forefront the bible says you shall have no other gods before me nothing should be ahead of god once you see that something is ahead of god please pull it back pull it back into its position everything has its position there is a place of priority for everything nothing must take the place of god sorry in case you can hear background noise there's a plane passing by nothing must take the place of god in your life see there's a position for god in your life let nothing take it. it's not even your marriage not even your children the first commandment god wants to take priority in your life understand how fleeting life is see i'm going to read that scripture again verse 4 psalm 39 lord remind me how brief my time on earth will be remind me that the days that my days are numbered every day is numbered we we celebrate years when is your birthday hey my birthday is this so 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 time we're excited you don't understand that even your days are numbered numbered lord remind me how brief my time on earth will be remind me that my days are numbered how fleeting my life is your life is so fleeting today you are here tomorrow there are no more here what are you doing with your if your days are numbered what are you doing with your days understand that you have an assignment there is a kingdom agenda and because it's god's own thing and you belong to God. Everything is aligned according to the will of God. The kingdom agenda and your assignment, it all falls under the radar of the will of God. If you are conscious of the kingdom agenda and you don't know your assignments, it will not fulfill the reason why you were created because the goal is to bring him glory, to bring him pleasure. Then you will not be pleasing God because you are walking out of alignment with his will but you see there is one person that can lead you into the will of the father so you are working in purpose you're working in your assignments and that person is called the holy spirit he's the same person that led jesus he's seen it clearly from the before jesus started the work the Bible introduces us to the Holy Spirit, that the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tested by the devil, to be tested by Satan. This was just before the work started. His main work started. The main ministry work started. That was a testing before the work. We are introduced to the person who led him. Who is leading you is the question. What and who is leading you? The Holy Spirit must lead you into the will of the Father, else you'll be in misalignment with the will of God. Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? What kind of decisions are you making today? You must be conscious of the decisions you make. You must be conscious, even when it pricks your skin and it's uncomfortable. Make sure you're making the a God-ordained decision. Make sure that you are in alignment with the will of the Father. Make sure that you are listening to the Holy Spirit. You don't have so much time. Let's stop joking around. You don't have so much time. Your days are actually numbered. There is a number for each day. It's not just your birthday. Not the year. Your days. 
there is a number. As the one goes, the two goes. What are you doing in accordance with his will? Remember, this is just a call to remind each and every one of us, including me. Remember, you are sent here for an assignment. Pay attention to the, the Spirit of God. Pay attention to the Spirit of God. Let Him lead you. So when you go back home, you don't go back home with regrets. Because there is a time you are going to go back to God. There is a time. I remember the, there was a dream I had. I told, shared it with Oluchi a while back. And Oluchi was crying. Don't mind Oluchi. Sometimes she can be dramatic. She was crying. <laughs> I told her, even my youngest, I told her, there was one, one, one day I had a dream, and I know God speaks to me through dreams most times. So I had a dream that where God called me back home. A little girl came to indicate that Abba was calling me home. And the kind of joy that filled my heart, I, I've never experienced it on earth. It's only in that dream that I've experienced that kind of joy. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's surreal. It's not something that is earthly, that, that joy. It's different. I've never experienced that kind of joy. I was happy to go home in that dream. So happy. I was so excited. And people around me were sad. But I was excited because... And what I said is... Jesus wants me home. Is it Jesus wants me home? Papa wants me home. I, I, I screamed it out. I was excited. Why? I don't know what he had told me to do. I knew in my heart that... I had done what he had told me to do and he was calling me home and I was very happy. Is that my dream? I was very, very happy. I was happy that I was being called home. There is a time we are all going to be called home. You need to be ready. So one does not think, ah, Sylvia, you, you've come this morning to start swearing for me. Don't the shipping for me. No, it's not. It's, I'm not swearing for you. It's the truth. There is a time each and every one of us here will be called home. If Christ doesn't come before that time, each and every one of us will be mourned. The loved ones we live on earth will mourn us. You need to be very conscious of your assignments. Stay in line with the will of God. There is no time for you to be joking around. Every day counts. Just in case you think that is every year. Most times, <coughs> the word sorry the reason why people feel so depressed at the end of the year they think it's the year that counts what did i do this year oh i didn't fulfill all the other things i wanted to do this year it's not the year that counts it's the days lord remind me how brief my time on earth will be remind me that my days are numbered it's the days that counts everything accumulated is like a moment to the lord Make sure that your days matter. Every day counts. Every day is numbered. And every day is what we will give account for. Can you imagine that? Everything, if the days are numbered, that means we will give an account for all those numbered days. How did you spend your days? Huh. That's quite a heavy one to think about. How did you spend your days? <laughs> it's quite heavy even for me preaching <laughs> how did you spend each day huh. I pray that this scripture will reflect on it 
I pray that it gives us a different perspective into um to deaths because most times we think we are scared of deaths most times because we're unfaithful. <laughs> uh, it's the unfaithful ones that are very scared of death. It's 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 not something that anyone on earth has anyone living has really experienced. Death, death. So it's 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 frightening, but the truth is that the more faithful you are, the less frightful or frightened, sorry, you are about death. The apostles were willing to die for Christ. The apostles were willing to die for Christ. They, they were faithful with their assignments. They were faithful. They had faith in God. They believed in their Lord Jesus. They did his work. The work that he sent them to do. They did it and were willing. Some of them even said, "Don't you cannot kill me the way they, you killed our Lord Jesus. Turn the cross upside down. Ah, ah. <laughs> The more faithful you are, the less frightened you are about death. You understand that it's a transition to go home. You know that you're going home to the Father. And who is not excited about home? When you've been away from home for a very long time, when you're going home, you're very excited. As a human being here on earth, you're very excited. You're very excited. You're very excited. I remember how my mom, before she passed on, my mom used to tell us, she even, to the point that my mom was always conscious of going home. She served God. My mom loved God. My mom loved the Lord. She, in fact, matter of fact is that the accident that killed my mom occurred a few steps away from church. She was just coming back from church when she got knocked down. And, if, and like an hour or two later, she died in the hospital. That's how much my mother loved God. And I was not even saved then. She loved the Lord so much that she used to tell us even the kind of songs to sing at her funeral. She told us not to mourn her. My mom was very conscious about going home. Very, very conscious. Told us not to wear all those funny things even people used to wear to mourn. She warned us very clearly. Told us the hymns to sing at her funeral. Very, very conscious about going home. She was very focused on her assignment. We knew that she had the timeline here very conscious how many of us are very conscious about our assignment and going home going back home to the father you must be very focused on what he's told us to do be guided by the spirit of god it helps you a lot you won't step out of alignment from the will of god let the holy spirit guide you i pray that this word will convict each and every one of us and remind us of our time here for a faithful child of God, death is not a frightening thing. And if you know anyone who has a certain timeline to live on earth, please prepare the person for the great wedding feast. I told someone dear to me yesterday, I said, prepare your friend for, like you prepare her for a wedding. It's someone that is critically ill. God can bring healing, but the word I, I received was, and I told her, I shared it with her, she's here. I told her what Abba told me, I kept hearing it yesterday, was for me to tell the person to prepare, to get her prepared, prepare her. That was the word I received. I was praying for 
a friend's friend. My friend is here. <laughs> and I had get her prepared. Prepare her, that's what I had. Yes, prepare her. So it's a worded instruction. Prepare her. Prepare the person. Because if the person if the person dies unsaved, then the person is going to hell forever. But if the person dies saved, the person is going to heaven to be with the Lord. The person will rest in peace. So when people say rest in peace, then, then the person is really resting in peace. There is no peace for those in damnation by experiencing hell. There is no peace there. So anyone who goes to hell cannot rest in peace. But people who die in Christ rest in peace. So please, this is not AIDS. This is not Eve. I'm not trying to frighten you. This is, thank God, this is the word of God that we are studying. I'm trying to remind you of how fleeting time is, how fleeting your time here on earth is, how measured and numbered your days are, and how focused you should be on what God has called you to do. Focus on your assignment and stop playing around. Every decision you make matters. Every day matters. Every waking moment matters. Stop procrastinating what God has told you to do. Go and do it and do it faithfully with your whole heart, with love in your heart and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I do pray that you will never forget this sermon. I pray that you'll be very conscious of your assignment on earth. I pray that you'll be led by the Spirit of God for anyone who feels weary. I pray that you receive strength to do what God has told you to do. If you're tired, you'll have an awakening within you. The Spirit of God will stir up the fire within you and you'll burn for Christ. You'll do what he has sent you to do. You'll be very conscious of what he has told you to do. I pray that the Lord will align helpers in, along your paths. You'll have people encouraging you. The right kind of people will surround you. That everything needed for you to execute what the Lord has told you to do will be made available to you from this moment in Jesus' name. You will not lack wisdom. You will not lack strength. And you will not lack the guidance of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray for you all. And me. Amen. God loves you so, so much. God loves you so much. Please never forget that. And don't forget to leave a soul to Christ. Be very conscious of discipling people. Be very conscious of encouraging believers and interceding for people. Make sure you're growing, growing in Christ every day. God loves you so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye.